0: Good evening. Welcome to the Lord's house here at St. Paul's for our sixth midweek Lenten service. I know it's uh, somewhat hard to believe that that Holy Week is almost here as we end our journey through our midweek Lenten services to enter into a uh, remembrance of Jesus uh, instituting the Lord's Supper and then dying on the cross, and then of course rising on Easter morning. Uh, Tonight, we continue that theme that we began six weeks ago, looking at various words of the church. Uh, Last week, we talked about justification, the act of God saving us. And tonight, we're going to talk about the flip side of that coin, sanctification. And we'll discuss that in our sermon and uh, pick up that in our readings for tonight. Our service can be found up on your screens. Also, uh, all of the hymns and readings and responses are up there as well. And as we begin our worship, we turn to hymn number 424, O Christ, You Walk the Road. God's blessings on your worship tonight. Amen. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law, and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies, and not. To selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promise that you may be feared. Turn away the reproach that I dread, for your just decrees are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. In your righteousness, give me life. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, how will it be thy name? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Tonight, our first lesson is from the letter from St. Paul to the Galatian Church, chapter 5. Kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. We rise as we hear from the gospel. The gospel from St. Luke, the 13th chapter. And Jesus told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, Look! For three years now I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and put on manure. Then, if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Please be seated for our sermon hymn. Grace, mercy, and peace be to each and every one of you through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I remember when we would go on a field trip from school and we'd be on the bus and we'd arrive at our destination. Before we were allowed out of our seats, the teacher would stand up and announce to the bus, Now remember, you're representing our school. And so the way you act and the way you conduct yourselves will reflect on our community and our school. And I remember that, and as a child, you don't quite realize what that means, that your actions, your personal decisions, could affect or at least change the way someone else views who you are or where you came from. Now, that's all well and good for those who are part of a school or a community but what does it mean for us to be the people of God how do our actions our words our way of living how do they represent our God who is perfect our God who is holy You know, throughout this season of Lent, we've explored some of these words that define us and define our our relationship with God. We talked about repentance, of how God calls us to turn from those sins that we cling to, to turn from them and turn to Him. We talked about confession, about how we confess who we are as God's people, believers in God the Father, God the Son, and Holy Spirit. We talked about what it means to be holy, to be set apart, to be considered precious to God. We talked about law and gospel, how God tells us what we should do and what we shouldn't do, as well as how God saves us from ourselves. We talked about justification last week, how God declares that we are innocent, not because we have earned it, but because of what Christ has done for us on the cross. So all those things that we've talked about, they define us. They give us an identity. And how can we display that identity through our actions and our words? This, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is sanctification. Because as Christian people, we want to live according to what God commands us to live. We want to do what God commands us to do. And so that word sanctification just simply means to be made holy. Now, I don't know about you, but I can tell you for myself that I'm not there yet. I've not lived up to the representative of God's people. Sure, maybe every now and then I can can shine a little light into some corners of this world, but I fail and I mess up. I say things I shouldn't, and I do things I shouldn't. And yet, I still work towards sanctification. I don't want to give the impression that this is something that we are just out here floating in this world on our own and we have to figure it out. But this is how God empowers us to live in this world. How God empowers us to live according to his word. Have you have you noticed that when we take communion we have a prayer after the communion, after communion called the post communion collect. In that prayer we thank God for the gift that instills in us fervent love towards him and love toward one another. See, justification, what we talked about last week, is all about that love between us and God. And that love is shown to us because of who Christ is. Not because we've earned it. But because by going to the cross, Christ gives us that love. But now that we have the love of Christ, what do we do with it? We send that love to our neighbor. And sometimes that love might be doing some things that we would rather not do. Sometimes that love means caring for somebody who you really don't like very much. Or maybe it means refraining from doing something you know God has called you not to do. That's why Paul is talking to the Galatian church here and he says that walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. Now, I know that there's probably no one in here who every single one of those things on the list hit you, but I guarantee at least one of those maybe caused you to wince a little bit. Maybe there have been things in your life and in my life that we look upon and say, you're right, I'm not living up to what God has called me to live. And St. Paul is showing us that our sanctification means that we Look at those things in our lives that God has called us to not do and to repent of them, to turn our back to them, and to no longer make those a part of our identity because we have a new identity in Christ. Now we do these things according to God's commands, not because it earns us any brownie points with him, not because it gets our name up on a big board somewhere, not because it earns God's favor, but because it's simply what God has called us to do. And if you think about it, doesn't life actually work better when we follow his commands? So often we paint things like sanctification or, or like the commandment says, these restrictive things that God uses to keep us under his thumb. But in reality, what are they other than the user manual for life? When you receive a, a, a new piece of machinery or you receive a new appliance, usually there's, there's a manual that comes with it, right? Now, you can choose to run the item without the manual, but when that grinding sound starts, you better run and grab it because you want to figure out what caused it. And so you read the manual because the person who made it also made the manual. That's exactly the same thing with God. He made us. He made this world. He made the laws that run this world. And so if he's going to discuss with us, here's how you live within it, we should listen. And that's why he gives us this other list. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the, fr- the flesh with its passions and desires. And so as God's people, we act the way he's called us to act. We work towards sanctification because we know that's what he's called us to do. Not because it grants us some sort of favor with him, not Not that if we do everything right, we're going to be millionaires or billionaires or have everything we ever wanted. But simply because life works better that way. And can we trust these commands from God? Of course we can. Because we've seen what God is willing to give us. Our God, who is willing to buy us using the blood of His dear Son Jesus Christ as currency, our God, who gives up His only Son for us who disobey Him, we can trust Him. And we know that even though sometimes we don't like what He has to say, we should listen. And that's why we work on this sanctification thing. Again. I don't want to ever give the impression that sanctification is somehow improving our relationship with God. It's not. Because our relationship with God has been made perfect through the blood of Jesus Christ. But what sanctification does, it improves our relationships with our neighbors and those around us who need our service and need our love. So when we're making these decisions, we... Think about how what God has sacrificed for us, what God has given us, the love that he's shown to us, now he has connected us with him. And now we can use that love to connect us with others. And every day we work towards that sanctification. Every day we hear his word and we live it gladly because it's in his word that we're going to find that our lives work better. Because it's in his word that we find the purpose of our life. His dear son, Jesus Christ, lived and died for you and me so that we could live forever with him. Let us go forth and do the works that he has called us to do. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. If you haven't already, I invite you to place your offering in the plate in the back or in the narthex, or you can also use our online giving option on our website. Please rise as we confess our faith. (laughs) Using the words of the Apostles' Creed, we confess what we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. In the day of my trouble, I call upon you, for you answer me. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. And take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And uphold me with a willing spirit. Because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. For you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I give thanks to you, O Lord, my God, with my whole heart. And I will glorify your name forever. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say evermore, God is great. Save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. Let us pray. Almighty God, by your great goodness, mercifully look upon your people that we may be governed and preserved evermore in body and soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day. And I pray that you would forgive me all my sins where I have done wrong, And graciously keep me this night. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul in all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. You may be seated for our closing hymn. Good evening welcome once again to the Lord's house it's fantastic to have you here with us tonight uh, starting next or not starting next week but next week uh, our services will be on Monday Thursday and Good Friday both at 6:30 p.m. Uh, so uh, no more Wednesday night midweek services uh, but we will be actually continuing that theme of words of the church and so we have a few more words that we'll be exploring on Monday Thursday Good Friday and even on Easter Sunday Um, Easter Sunday, we have 6.30 and 9 a.m. services, and the the youth will also be doing a breakfast um, over at the community center. So keep those in mind for your upcoming Easter schedule. God's blessings to you all, and have a wonderful rest of your week in the Lord.